need help and support, please contact us at the hotline 311 Psychosocial Support at 722-6575 or 518-4157. Brought to you by PAHO, the OECS Commission and UNICEF. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. I hope you're having a great day so far. I hope you're doing well in whatever you're doing. If you're home, if you're at work, whatever you're doing, I'm so happy that you're here with us. Tuning in on Hits FM 92.1 and 91.1. And of course on Facebook and our live stream and channel 124 on Flow. And we're on Instagram, so you're there as well. Thank you so much for tuning in. And a special good morning to Ms. Anto there in Miku. I know you're tuned in. Thank you so much. You know, we'll always be friends, and you're my family, and I don't care. Mami Leka, yeah, you'll always be, you know, my friend. And um, to Miss Beverly Johnson as well, good morning. As we go into the show uh, today, June 18th, we, um, what I thought would be really interesting is to go back and listen and talk to some people who have been very vocal about their beliefs, especially politically. And I thought there was no better person than... Um, APA. <laughs> APA is a community person who, in Viewfort, who speaks a lot about political issues and he doesn't care and he has his ghetto talk show on, um, on, fa- on Facebook with a lot of views. He gets a lot of views. He gets a lot of listeners. He, get a lot, he gets a lot of comments and he's always so open about how he feels about those things. But it might be new to Facebook, but he is always and has always been very vocal about these things and I thought that interesting especially in our current political climate I know that people are feeling way more emboldened to come out in social media and speak Um, we saw that there have been different protests there has been the Black Lives Matter there has been um, the Signature Labour Party coming out as well there's uh, the man in in Corinth who goes around uh, a placard just you know coming out and saying these things and with Mr. Charles Appa, which is a very, that's all what noise, David Charles. I didn't know you were called David Charles Appa. I know you in Viewfort and I call you Appa, but I didn't know your name. I think it's a beautiful, very sophisticated name. It's the name of an author. It's very, very nice. Um, so let's go. What I thought was interesting was a 2017 uh, video that he had with another friend of his speaking politically and voicing his concern and frustration and disappointment um, with a lot of different things. And because of that video, he got charged with aiding and abetting and people didn't like the profanity. In the end, the case was dismissed, but for some people it was, uh, you know, an ex- an example of what could be seen as freedom of speech. And people thought that that win and that dismissal um, saw that. So if we could go back and look at that video, or one of the videos that he has had um, way back in t- 2017. D. Anthony, Anthony, yeah. about the step program. Yeah. And you know what happened? Yeah. My government is giving me the same medicine. So you know what I have to say to my government? Yeah, man, I... I, 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 I... Yeah, man, I, you I, I second that, my brother. At the end of the day, yeah. you don't have poor people suffering and, 
and then you saying that you could do better for puppy you know what don't press getting? don't press simple my brother no, i tell you that same. but the same the man says step yeah, in a hole in the economy, my brother. Now, and the man still pon this step thing. Then have some certain people that were pension already in the system and want still want whole position in them politics thing. Yeah, Listen man. to me, I'll go and take a rest. What are you? Oh yes, Jack Rene. Why name again? <laughs> Dyquad. Go run rest, man, and give poor people a chance to them learn and eat something and yeah man something give young man. man young man to run the constituency man so people man and while you all there laugh and eat and drink champagne yeah. and eat pina colada and drink pina like yes my brother you fed up man true man no vending but then i want the popular and them to go yeah huh? when mafi then everything on the price yeah why you go stop in this country you know? yeah man it's yeah man people people on them are you know yeah man you want to say no vending on this side let me and you match against that man what what, what happened with the dhs deal dhs they tell me Mr. Green, man. Mr. And, Green. And, and what's wrong with the causeway? The causeway. I, I died a death trap, man, the causeway. Man, I died for the causeway, you know. Well, well tell Mr. Shasta, we need work in the country, you know. By any means necessary, brother, but not step, you know. My brother. We need full-time employment, I man. I tell me, brother, Mr. Potty, you know. That was, that was our brother. concerns. Nah, man, me care what Against step, Kenny you know, and Tony, man. Me care what step, but me care stop the people. Then because the people don't want to follow me, you know. Because we still have uneducated people among the system still, you know. That well, will do anything. Anybody in the push and then they go just jump, you yeah? But we will settle for that, man, Mr. Prime Minister, man. We not do something, man. We not satisfied, and this is only the beginning, man. Yeah, man, you go hear more from us, you know. Yeah, man. That Kenny philosophy have to die in the country, you know. That, yeah, that, man. That step program thing. That is you see me? Neither one in Long term employment where we there want. Powered man. You'll never had a strategy, you'll never had a game plan. You'll just come full with a bag of promises just like Kennedy Matty Anthony man. You understand? For people fed up man. So that was just some of the things that were said and because of that charges were put on them for the profanity and for the way that they came out and started to speak. But with APA now, he has continued to speak three years on. He has his own live show on Facebook and um, for, I found that very interesting because for many people I thought he, maybe he would have just be done with that, be silenced and go on living a silent life where he doesn't speak in public um, about these political issues but that is not the case with him which I found very interesting and we have another clip just yesterday where again he hasn't let up but what I found very interesting with him as well is I saw him with my own eyes in Viewfort campaigning for uh, the United Workers' Party around 2016, thereabout. And he said that he was tired of uh, Dr. Anthony at the time. He was tired and he wanted something new. And he was one of those who really campaigned and voted for this administration. And within a year or two, he has now changed his mind and said that the promises and what was being, what was touted isn't what's happening right now. And he now has changed, not changed, but he has been very critical of the UWP administration right now. And he still considers them his government. He says that a lot during his, um, during his show. But there are these people who can change their minds. And I think it is their right as a citizen to change ideals or change their affiliation with parties if they find it disappointing, which I respect more than the diehards and the people who follow a party blindly. I prefer that. But I know that some people, when they see, because nobody believes anyone who says they're neutral and they just look to see who has the better policies. But that is what Mr. David Charles is saying. That is what APA is saying. And I found it interesting, too, just what he said yesterday about the United 
Lucas Party and about one person in particular. King King Stevenson King Honestly uh, You're alone I worried about in the house there <laughs> Mama I like Larry The back up all by King King Election coming I want you to come out And tell Larry And St. Lucians What you really doing for the next election King Ma Pablo a pas mis ses noms là à l'autre élection ça Advise me pour c'est pour aller independent tout ça. Pas perdre l'autre élection parce que ça ça. Comme ton vinigre élection ba oui faut prime minister faut. C'est nom ça tio faut. Et tu vas chasser you check lui. Hein? Élection perdre. Mi chasse de vie gain élection faut. Ou check lui et plus magie faut. Vous comprenez? Si c'est nom ça pas de tio prime minister king. Ou là toujours oui. So I asking you, my brother King, the elder in the party which Compton formed, don't be an embarrassment alongside them man. King, même si c'est où qui partait traiter la famille Compton man, gouvernement moi traiter la famille Compton, but you are part of them, you in there, and I never heard you come out and say, well, boy, what they did to Janine, what they did to Mrs. Compton, or what they did uh, to our. Nina Compton in America by asking her to be diplomatic, you understand, to send Lucia after treating this Compton family so bad. Huh? You is part of it too, you know, King. Because inside and you're not talking, you understand? So you are part of it too, King. Save your legacy, man, King. You know? Get out, man. Get out, my brother. So that was said yesterday from APA, and he spoke about a host of other things like the projects, capital projects being undertaken by the United Workers Party, um, and so many things. It went on for an hour, but that I thought was very interesting. And I took the time to speak with him this morning uh, about social media, about what it means to speak your mind even when people have you know their responses to you and they might not be very friendly um and it was a long sort of long interview but i was very interested in what this man had to say because i think his history speaks for itself he has used a camera turned it on it turned the camera around and really just went out there and you know speak with st lucians and made his opinions very clear so if we can now just listen to that interview and what prompted him to do that 2017 new years me and my friend we, were, we, were, we made a talk show concerning square in view fort you know we were, we were not pleased with how the organizers had deal with it you know there were constituencies who had two days a square and we were talking about we wouldn't have square and after they came, you know, and tell us, well, we would have one day of square. And they would, have, they would have put that time on it, so it would have finished earlier than usual, you know. So we had grievances with that, and we came out and talked. So they charged us for um, using obscene languages, and they charged me for aiding and abetting, you know, in using obscene languages on social media. That are the charges. But I think you also spoke um, very critically of the leader at the time, too. All around St. 
we may have, uh, <laughs> you know, but it was more, it was more my, my, my friend who was doing the talking and I was doing the recording, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is why I was charging aiding and abetting. But my comments, my comments, yeah, we made comments about to the prime minister, about the prime minister and his party, you understand? Yeah. But that didn't stop you because now you have your show on Facebook and really talking about all these political issues. Are you... Well, I t- okay, go ahead, my girl. Um, do you have any fear of speaking and that sort of thing even after everything that you've been through in 2017? Well, I think it's that, that gave me the hype, you know, it's that, that gave me the drive, the push, you know. Because if government can attack a man like me, you know, a, a citizen who is... Um, stating out his grievances and um, what is not pleased with that happened in the country, you know, that that, that fueled me, man. And especially it was my government, you know. Is it still your government? Do you still consider? Because you keep saying my government. Are you still a UWP supporter? Well, well, I'm neutral for the moment, but the reason why I keep saying it's my government because in the last election I voted for them, so they are still my government until I decide I do vote or whoever I vote for again, you understand? Now, in your um, past videos, you have been very critical of the um, administration. What do you think they should be doing different? What, what, what? How do you think they've been doing in the past four years? Well, our administration, my government, the global government, which I voted for in the last election, they promised five to stay alive. And out of that five to stay alive, the only thing I see well them did was to remove the two point five percent on the VAT. And throughout the years, when I sit. And, and, and watch it. I really believe well the 2.5% was not removed because of the poor people of the country. Maybe it was because of um, man in the system who have more um, economical um, hardship on them, you know? So that's my view. And these governments over the past three, four years have done nothing to boost up our economy, you understand? No diversification, you understand? Yeah. And our country sinking, man. So that's that, that what driving me, man. But I have um, heard you call uh, the then leader Kenny. You call him a mati. You say that he was um, lying as well. So you've been critical, I think, of both leaders. Um, and I think a lot of solutions don't know how to deal with a person who says it as it is and changes sides depending on how they, they think the, the administration is running. What has been the response, your response like from people? Well, <laughs> a lot of people think, well, I've changed affiliation, you know, political affiliation, you know, but I always tell people I'm neutral now, you know, I'm, I'm, I fly in the illusion flag, blue, yellow, black and white, it's not a yellow flag or a red flag, you understand? So, my issues and what I speak about is on the daily um, happenings of the country, you understand? If my government was doing something um, where I could praise them, I would, you understand? But my government is, uh, is only repairing roads and rehabilitating roads and schools and we have um, better, we have more drastic, you know, problems in the country, you know? So when a government who fix roads and not even giving a country a hospital which we need badly, you understand? That, that is problem, you know, we have our water, our water problem in the country. All them things have to be taken, have to be checked about, you understand? We have our youth and the education and, you know, no progress in them fields, you know, that matters, man. Right. Um, there, there has been meetings, there have been meetings about marijuana and decriminalization. 
Do you think, because um, what Dikaris is saying is that he will see a legalization of weed um, by the end of 2020, do you think that's possible? Well, I don't see it happening at the end of 2020, but it's imminent, you know. If my government had followed um, that man, um, what is his name, Dikaris? Mm-hmm. It's been a while that man have been, have been fighting for the decriminalization of weed, you understand? What's our position today? My government, we never diversify from from banana. We still have this banana industry, a dead industry, which we in, which we fool our farmers and invest whatever money our country can save, you know, into banana. When we can decriminalize weed, watch sentence in our neighbors and so many other countries who have decriminalized the weed and now in this corona age, they must be benefiting economically from from the from the medical cannabis, you know. So if my government had taken that step, today wouldn't be in that situation. Our coffers getting dry, you understand? We would have some income coming through, man. Because tourism, all our bread was putting in, into the tourism basket. It was done by the previous administration, the Kenya administration. And I thought my government would have, would have done different and tried to promote the agriculture. But as you've seen, they want to tourism and tourism dead now. Our farmers, our livestock farmers don't have a market to sell their livestock because of what? The um, abattoir which we are there. It, it is closed, it is, it, it is sold, the property, you understand? Bosejou is in, in a deplorable state, you understand? So the widow have been very beneficial, man. Yeah. You have been very vocal. Is it, um, some people think, you know, you need a platform. You are just turning your phone on yourself and going on live and talking about, you know, these political issues. Have you seen more people coming out and being as brave and talking about these things recent recently? Si ka registre vers min corona et i ka fè mouvman et kan chay vitesse tan chak ka nef ka kouye pou vilijans publik la fè wolou pale an plas publik kon bolan me baz, ti boutik chonje distans sosyal sis pie hod yon alot Ika twa vaitan, si ou santi kou pa kodyal, quarantine kou, patwe a kontak epi lot, anka ou te twa pe espose. Se an ekwye, free one one obe nepot klinik yopwe ou. Le peya dimi akle, savle di, le supermarket, famasi, epi etiem, yo aksesab avanse tetswe. Peya kle an plen, Sa vle di tout bagay feme a 24. Se vi protokol kom soti pa bi wo indikasyon sante. Nou tout ansam sa sove ve min korona. Si nou tout se vi jid la 
à toutes les Tip of the day number 5 Draw on skills you have used in the past that have helped you to manage previous adversities and use those skills to help you manage your emotions during the challenging time of this outbreak Need help and support please contact us at the hotline 311 psychosocial support at 7226575 or 5184157 brought to you by PAHO UACS commission and UNICEF so much for staying with us as you know what's happening in the US always has an effect on how we deal with the economy and other things like that the other issues that we have here in the country and if you're watching international news you know that the united states is really going through it where they're seeing a spike in the coronavirus cases with 115,000 people dying from the coronavirus and what i just heard this morning 3,000 cases every day in california of the virus um you know the states now is really going through the pandemic um they also having issues with testing we're seeing the spike in their numbers so all that happening while we have our borders open still hoping and praying and pleading that maybe a tourist will come or tourists will come on the island while we have a state of emergency and other people cannot have their businesses as normal we keep the borders open which continues to be a real issue for a lot of people because it seems you know it's it's a tale of two same wishes on one hand you're saying open the borders and on the other saying state of emergency but um with that in mind there was a new promotional video uh, trying to get tourists to come in and if we could take a look at that she's been watching waiting wondering when the sands of time will give way to a tide of change and for yesterday and today to become a new tomorrow for a time when her son can kiss the cheeks of your loved one and her stars can twinkle in her honeymoon skies when her earthly embrace will reassure and calm your soul and her unique view can change your whole perspective proudly she has risen to meet new challenges and to provide safe harbor to all who reach her shores for her hopes and dreams still stand shoulder to shoulder a precious reminder of experiences yet to come so wherever your moments and memories take you let her sense of adventure set you free she is saint lucia You could try and you can see they're trying to get people to come to St. Lucia but with the airlines taking the decisions that they've taken with the potential tourists taking the decisions that they've taken 
And with the protocols as they are, where you need a testing, you need to have the test 48 hours before. And because of that, some people just logistically, it's impossible to have people come on the island that way. And that's why Delta, um, American Airlines, a lot of people back down and saying that maybe in July or maybe in the middle of July, things would, you would see people. And even then, the capacity for the airplanes to take people, you would have to be, they would need to be spaced out. We're not going to see tourism coming in anytime soon the way it used to be before. So we just have to get over that, that fact. But I see, you know, that pro promotional video, it was on the tourism minister's page and they're trying. But I think too, in trying that, let's try to also really delve into what people are asking, Mr. Prime Minister, that the state of emergency somehow, you know, let's, let's be done with it. Let's revoke that. Let's, let's do something else. If, and let's not make it four months, this long stretch. And I'm hearing that there are discussions within the offices of the Prime Minister and other places like that. Maybe they could try to change it because of the people that have come out. And we've heard the former chief medical officer coming out and saying that maybe we need to rethink this. And for that reason, again, I'm imploring the Prime Minister and the officials to rethink the state of emergency, even in the midst of having your borders open and we have no tourists. We're seeing to um, the hotels closing down, people being made redundant. F 15, about 15,000 people are now unemployed. Tourism workers are unemployed. And it again speaks to diversification, things that we could have done and should do and can do now that we're here in this position with um, the coronavirus. I found it interesting, too, that the Minister of National Security, Mr. Herman Gil Francis, did speak on the state of emergency. And while he says many people want the prime minister to do something about it, it is out of the prime minister's hands. The prime minister, the prime minister's hands, it seems, can't take much of anything right now. So it seems... Just with his uh, press release last week when he said he couldn't do anything much about the Black Lives Matter movement, although he wants to, it's in the hands of the police. And we have Human Gill now saying uh, the prime minister cannot do anything about the state of emergency because he is going on the advice of the chief medical officer. Yes, take a look. Since we have probably extended it to one month and then probably um, coming to the end of that period, then go back and extend it again? Yes. Well, again, that, 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 that can be... That, that was an opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. But what we have recognized is that, um, and again, the, the CMO, this remarkable um, lady, doing a great job, a great job with her, 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 her staff, um, has always been the one who is the focal point. Um, we have allowed her to guide us. And, and that was her recommendation that we take the formats. And obviously, there so yes. Many, there are um, so many saying that it's the prime minister. No, no, no. Obviously, there was there was pushback from, from some of the ministers. Okay. Um, some of the ministers did not want the four months. We wanted to maybe two months and, and so on. But she was adamant that to be on the safe side, it is four months. Now, just imagine, you do not take the advice of the CMO, and something happens. What do you think the opposition and the persons out there who want to see our demise would be saying? But the CMO has done such a wonderful job. And she gave you all the, 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 the advice, and, you, didn't and you did not take it. So to be on the, right, on the safe side, we have taken the advice of the CMO. And now that we are reopening our borders, if we see in the next three, four weeks that things are, are stable, then we can go back to Parliament and remove the... We can just cut it off. Okay. Okay? But if you put it one month, and just, after the month, just before the month is about to finish, or almost finished, and you get an outbreak, you'll have to go back into Parliament and argue again and ask for time. 
And again, you will find, you'll find a whole process of persons procrastinating and, and talking about abuse of power and all these other things. We cannot afford that. We need to move very quickly. So that is the reason why the four months is there. But the four months is something that... together with the CMO, is satisfied that we are handling the, proper, the issue properly, then we can withdraw it. We don't have to go to um, Parliament to withdraw. That's the difference. I see. And I haven't heard the Prime Minister. I would like to. I don't know whether he's on island. I don't know what exactly is going on, but I really would, and I think a lot of my media colleagues would like to have a sit-down, a press conference, something of this sort with the Prime Minister. There are so many issues that we would all like to talk to him about. Um, so if we could get that, I'm again speaking to the Senior Communications Officer, Ms. Nicole McDonald. Maybe if you could let that happen for us. I think a lot of the media workers would want that. But as we go, and of course, the police has been a major part of the headlines this this week. And now we have something new <laughs> coming up where the president of the Police Welfare Association has been accused or is being said that he will never get promoted unless he has been asked to toe the line that has been directed by his superiors. And that prompted a response from him. And if we could put that on the screen, the president, Mr. Travis Chico, is saying that um, there are a lot of things coming up. And he says, many of you have called and messaged me as it relates to the posting by my friend and local journalist, Miguel of NBC. I want to categorically state that I have never been asked to toe any line and to comply with the executive of the Royal Sinusha Police Force. My future in the Royal Sinusha Police Force has always been a bright one, as I have always applied myself and worked honestly and diligently. That is the uh, President Travis Chico saying. Um, I have made a few mistakes too and disappointed some persons as well. As it relates to promotions, I sat on the committee with two good men, Zariah Frasois and Marcus George, retired. From the inception, I told them that I was not going to participate in the promotions, um, in the promotions committee. If we can go to the other one. Um, due to close relationships built with some of the promotion committee members. I also felt that as the Welfare Association president, it would be unethical to go in an interview and to speak with the association's accomplishments under my leadership. I also knew that the PWA would have to challenge some part of the policy or would have to represent members aggrieved, which was what happened in recent days. And if not addressed, we may have had to proceed to the courts as it pertains to promotions. So for all these reasons and more, I decided not to apply for promotions. I have had a cordial next clip. I have had a uh, cordial relationship with both uh, Morsheri and Milton Daisy, Milton Daisy being the acting police commissioner and collective. They both mean well. I have a great relationship with both of these men and I hold them in high regard. I have also developed a very respectable working relationship with Honorable Herman Gil Francis and the organization has seen the benefits. So I openly state that I have never been threatened about my rank or remaining as a constable in the Royal Sinusha Police Force. So I say again, that I did not apply for any promotions or neither have I been threatened or promised any rank. That is from the president of the Police Welfare Association and in the midst of everything going on with police, I think it was very important that we hear from him even as these accusations are being leveled at him. Um, and I hope that helped Miguel with some of the questions that he had uh, posted on Facebook and the concerns that he had. Uh, as we go on in the show, we and I... 
I particularly felt it necessary to see what exactly what was happening in my hometown of Viewfort. And there wood, road works are being made, which people call exploratory works. Um, and I went there to speak to a lot of people about how it would work, um, what exactly is happening. And when I haven't uh, spoken to Mr. Roderick Sherry, and I've, I've tried to get to him, there has been no response. A lot of concerned people want to hear exactly what is happening with Investing Nusha, what are the plans for Viewfort. And I think to a lot of people are not just skeptical, but suspicious. Viewfort should have a way of everybody that come there, they want something from us or they see some land that they want. I'm From me, and I speak to a lot of people, and I think I speak for a lot of you fortunes when I say that. So when we're seeing some roadworks being made and nobody has consulted us, nobody has said anything to us, um, that too has raised some concern. But before we get into that, let's listen to one of the reports dealing with that. What's going on in Viewfort? Videos and pictures of heavy equipment operating on land adjacent to Sandy Beach have raised concern as some residents have begun to speculate that the plans to eliminate another piece of St. Lucia's history have gotten underway. In January of last year, a Bermudan architectural firm was appointed to develop a master plan for Sandy Beach. The plan included the removal of the iconic concrete roadway that accesses the town of Viewfort in order to free up more beachfront land for development. The road into the village was to have been relocated closer to the airport fence. Now, has this construction begun? These images show the activity that is currently taking place on land owned by Invest St. Lucia. As concern and suspicions among town residents continue to mount, I decided to contact Invest St. Lucia on Monday to find out what exactly is going on in Viewfort as far as work on that portion of land is concerned. I was promised a written statement on the matter. On Tuesday, I was emailed this brief statement. It reads, quote, Invest in Lucia has granted permission to an external consultant to perform exploratory work on the agency's land for the study and design for a possible road in Viewfort. Currently, there is no road being constructed and exploratory work is only a preliminary activity in any development, end quote. Given the lack of detail in the two-sentence statement, I subsequently contacted Invest St. Lucia Chairman Pinkley Francis, who referred me to the organization's chief executive officer. Invest St. Lucia, as, as you know, we've been, um, uh, we've been exploring the possibility of uh, the anti-disturbed development. Um, uh, this has been um, in the media for the past couple of years. We have a master plan as, as part of the whole process of um, uh, developing our, our plan for the area. We have granted permission to a consultant to perform some exploratory work on the land um, uh, to give us a design and, and costing for a road into, into Viewfort. Cherry says this includes soil testing and earth movement. While Cherry explained that no road is currently being constructed, I asked what the purpose of the planned future road would serve. The road would be an alternative road into, into Viewfort. Um, and, and if you remember, if you have seen the master plan, the, the, current, the current road um, uh, would be part of the master plan. But the main access into Viewfort um, uh, would then become necessary. And has consultation taken place before this exploratory work commenced? 
when we just started the process of planning, um, we consulted with the Viewport community. We held several town hall meetings, and we held a couple of meetings with the Viewport Concerned Citizens Group. And, and, and generally, we've been fielding lots of you know information. In fact, the concerns of the of the various um, stakeholders in Viewport that we've spoken to have been incorporated in in the into the master plan. Cherry firmly denied that the ongoing work is in any way related to the Desert Star Holding project. When we initially talked about the ANZI subdevelopment, we always said that the land belongs to Investor Lucia. And um, uh, the ANZI subdevelopment is an Investor Lucia initiative supported by the government of St. Lucia. This is still the case. There are currently no timelines on when this work will end and whether construction of the planned road will commence soon. Cherry did not disclose what would happen to the current concrete slab roadway, which is a remnant of the island's service as a base for American forces during World War II. So that was Mr. Cherry there, and that's the latest that we've heard on what's happening in Viewford. However, we have the president of the Concerned Citizens Coalition for Change in Viewford, who didn't just say that, you know, Roderick was misleading. He said that it was an outright lie. Many of the things that he said were lies. And I also spoke with a technician in the Ministry of Infrastructure who knew and knows about, you know, roadworks and how things are going. And he's saying that this is not just exploratory. This is actual working, going ahead, roadworks actually happening. And we'll have that um, and more. And, of course, a discussion on these issues right after this. Set le si ka registre vers min corona et i ka fait mouvement et quand chai vitestan chaque canef ka kouye pou vigilance publique la fait wolou parler en place publique kon bol an men base ti boutique changer distance sociale six pieds Rodionalot, ika twa vaitan, si ou santi kou pa kodial, quarantine kou, patwe a kontak epi lot, anka ou te twa pe espose. Se an ekwye, free one one obe nepot klinik yopwe ou. Le peya dimi akle, savle di, le supermarket, famasi, epi etiem, yo aksesab avanse tetswe. Peya kle an plen, sa vle di tout bagay feme a 24. Se vi protokol kom soti pa biwo indikasyon sante. Nou tout ansam sa sove ve min korona. Si nou tout se vi jid la a tout le. Welcome back and thank you so much for staying with us on Hits FM 92.1 and 91.1 FM and also on Facebook and on Channel 124 on Flow and Instagram. I'll have to put Instagram in, in the beginning instead of, you know, running through the list and making them last. Um, as we heard earlier, just in the previous segment, 
there was the executive officer of the University of Lucia saying that there has been consultation, town hall meetings with people in Viewfort um, and other such things, and that it's not, nothing is happening, it's just exploratory works for now. And though I've tried to get him um, so far for the week, I haven't been successful. But I did speak with the president of the Coalition for Change Concerned Citizens, uh, Mr. Julius James, and again, it's a relatively lengthy interview, but he was very adamant and very passionate about some of the things he said concerning Mr. Cherry and the works ongoing. After, after I read um, ISL's release, um, there were two of them, one on June, one on May, I think, May the 29th, and the second one on June the 3rd. I am left with the impression that um, there is a, 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 a ring of dishonesty about the, about the kind of information that Mr. Sherry, the CEO of ISL, gave to, to the public. The, the, the question is um, whether this is exploratory, the road, or is it part of the, you know, of, of the start of, of, of that um, development. I'm saying so because we had not numerous, I want Mr. Sherry to take back that word, we did not have numerous consultants or ISL did not have numerous consultations with the people of Viefort. ISL had two, only two of these uh, with Viefort and following the second consultation the forces um, asked or requested a meeting with ISL, with ISL which which, um, which he agreed to and we had that meeting in the offices in Castries. We wanted to clarify some of our concerns and those of the residents of Viefort we wanted to um, also um, to um, to present our alternative proposals to what we were hearing coming from ISL and the OBMI consultants. And let me tell you what we were hearing from ISL and the OBI consultants. One, the new road um, running alongside the the, um, the, the the southern side of, 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 of the um, even road, the road, um, airport fence. That's one. The big thing, and one which which you think is unthinkable, un unbelievable is that the four-lane concrete road built by the Americans so many years ago was to be demolished to make way for you know additional space to put in hotels and to put in other visitor amenities that is one of, 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 of our biggest concerns and that we have objected to very very strongly because this, this road this road I mean, has such important functions, both envir environmental, um, recreational, um, cultural, and social. You know what I mean? And, and, and for Mr. Sherry to think, you know what I mean, that he can, he can just come in and break down that road that has helped to preserve the environment. You know, that coastal environment for four years is nothing but madness. Okay, and the, the, the plan also calls for putting boardwalks in the area on the side, of course, and to subdivide the land, you know, um, um, you know within that area into into sizable lots. And when we, when we look at the sizable lot, not only we, I'm talking about um, businessmen, young businessmen who are the meeting. When you look at the size of those lots, it was impossible for any one of them to buy it. The cost of the lot, you know, and, and, and when that was asked, Mr. Shelby laughed because he knew that the cost of the land would be above the means of ordinary business people in before. So clearly, this is not intended for before or St. Lucians and probably for the high-ranking 
people in our society, but it is more intended for foreigners. And that's what we're hearing now, that the land has been subdivided. So our, our, so our problem with all this is, Mr. Sherry, by later um, dated May the 10th, said he would take, come down to present to us the revised and finalized drawings for the um, for the master plan. This has, this has got to happen. We have sent a letter, uh, rather we sent a letter to Mr. Sherry um, sometime in December, sorry, in January of this year, asking for a status, uh, you know, update on this thing. He never replied. He never acknowledged our letter. So how does Mr. Sherry get the nerve, you know, and the, you know, to say that the the, the concerns of the Fortunes, I mean, the plan incorporates the concerns and so on. That is not true. This is a big lie, Mr. Sherry. You have to bring the finalized plan to us so we can then ascertain. We can then ascertain whether, in fact, our opinions, our um, proposals have been incorporated into your finalized plan. Unless this is done, unless this is, this is done, Mr. Sherry, you cannot make that statement. And I want to say something um, else also. Over the years, over the years, MDC and ISL, you know, that combination has almost kept the forces away from the land and other resources that they manage in the Fifort area. You know, they harass people um, when they occupy lands or when they ask for land, they alienate people, they, 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 they disenfranchise people, you know, so the forces feel as if there's nothing that they can get from ISL or from um, NBC. And there's no trust as well. And, and now there's no trust, okay? Because as you mentioned, that that's very good. There's Mr. Sherry in his letter says he wants the project to be an all-inclusive project. How does that project become all-inclusive if at the end of the day, you simply bring to us your plans, your conceptualized plans, you know, for, for the area, then you do not um, show us how our concerns and our opinions and whatever and our proposals have you know, been incorporated into this plan and then you go on TV and radio to inform the nation that you have done so. I am calling on Mr. Sherry to take back that word and come to us in Fifort, show us the plan. Mr. James there with real sincere concerns. I think he speaks for a lot of Vifortians uh, especially and maybe solutions as well to know exactly what is going on when works are seen in different communities like that. Again, I have tried to speak with Mr. Sherry. Nothing has come out of that. But there is a call, a clear call from Mr. James that Sherry, Mr. Sherry come to him and at least speak speak on his name and try to clarify a lot of things because in essence what he is saying is that Mr. Cherry with what he just said is lying to the public. Let's open the lines at 5727588. We can speak about anything that you want to talk about. We can, you know, talk about whatever issues you want to or we could um, discuss the things that I've mentioned so far in the in the show. But there are concerns as well that they it, there will be a breaking down of the four-lane concrete road when you just coming into Viewfort, and it has real historical value. I think it is such a real <laughs> sign of that you've entered Viewfort. It's so Viewfortian to me in coming into our town and seeing that. And I think 
and if you're going to do that again, more consultation is needed because that has been the real issue from, for a lot of people that things seem to be going on, demolitions and so, so on, and nothing is being talked about. They just continue to happen and the decisions seem to be made unilaterally. Um, so that's one of the issues there. We also, well, what I did was, try to speak with a technician um, within the Ministry of Infrastructure because, yes, it is very important to me what's happening in my town. And a lot of people are confused and not just confused but frustrated and insulted almost that our intelligence is being, you know, used to, as if, you know, Munse Magis. Yeah, so the the road is going to be in... The filler hole, people from before know that it's the, called the filler hole where you go behind the airport and the road is looking like it's going to be adjacent to the fence. Now the concern there is if you're going to put a road so close to the airport, what about the lights that you're going to put on? Will it confuse the pilots and other things like that? I, I'm not sure, but I'm tr- going to try to speak to some people who could speak to me on that. So there are a lot of issues there, but we should also look and we're going to play the clip very soon of the interview that I had with a technician, and I wanted to do it in a way that we see exactly where it is. I know a lot of people don't know exactly where the road is going to be. So uh, I did something where we coming into Viewfort and we have the interview then. The, the person didn't want to speak with me on camera, so we had to do it that way. If we could play that clip as well. Um, right now, I am here with a technician for the Ministry of Infrastructure. And the big issue right now is what's happening as part of the DSH project and what um, the investing Nusha has said has been beginnings and initial exploratory works happening. And it hasn't, it has continued, it continues to concern a lot of um, Vufortians. The Concerned Citizens Group as well, they've been very vocal about it, calling into talk shows, having a lot of discussions about what's happening. And still it seems to be very confusing. It's not very clear and some people are calling for more clarification from the authorities that be, including Investigation, to let us know what is happening. And for that reason, we are doing this sort of um, drive-by of sorts of looking at what exactly was happening. And I'm here with Mr. Charles, Mr. Andrew Charles. Um, speak to me on what this means to you. You're a view fortune. You have lived there all your life. Um, when these things are happening, how, how do you feel? Well, I'm very angry and frustrated. I mean, I work with the Ministry of Infrastructure for the past almost 30 years now. And when I saw this happening, I told my direct supervisor, does he know anything about this? He said, no. I spoke to my EPS. He said he doesn't know anything. But engineer, no one knows what's going on. Yes, still we know we are the custodians of all roads in the south or all along the island as a matter of fact, Ministry of Infrastructure. So I would expect that the Ministry would have something in such an important road linking the effort to the points of area for town. But as it goes now, no one from the Ministry knows anything unless until it was discussed on television and news and we get to know that the solution is the one carrying on these books. But then you've been in the belly of it, you know what it is to be Ministry of Infrastructure, you know what, you know, the, the sort of preparatory works happening. Is this normal? Is this what, you know, exploratory, you know, works look like? No. As a matter of fact, that work that's going on there is like the first item in any contract we would have. Clearing and site preparation in preparation of 
constructing a building. So that will take place after all tests has been done, all preliminary works has been ascertained by the engineers, the lab and so forth, and then you will send your equipment to Clare where work has been demarcated and stuff like that. So as we've seen there, what's going on there that's not anything but construction. That's the beginning of road construction. You have cleared an area and I'm seeing something that looks like a road will be built here pretty soon. So all I'm seeing right now, you don't need all these things if you don't. Um, what 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 is that they were doing? <laughs> exploratory works. So that's not exploratory works. That's you have your pegs. You have demarcated your road width and everything. So that's far beyond that. That's far beyond that. You but have you... cleared the area. Um, I'm sure tests have been taken because your preparatory works is when you take tests or expiratory works. Mm -hmm. You take tests, soil tests, whatever soil you have. You've been your lab in and stuff like that. Then you clear after all these things have been ascertained. But before that, you don't clear your road and see you're doing that. So in the end, As when they say that, that's a lie. Well, that's definitely a lie. They are not telling the people the truth. I'm seeing pegs. As you can see, there is a peg to the right, marked with red paint. That's that's the that's the width. That's the yeah. That's the that's the entire width. Mm -hmm. And you're only about thirty meters from the airport fence. So mm -hmm. close to the airport fence. As you can see, the airport fence there is just thirty meters. your peg there and mm -hmm. it's so close to the airport fence mm -hmm. people have a problem with consultation there are no you know nobody's talking to anyone we're just seeing things happen especially in before people just come and just do things and i think that's a that's a big issue the way the administration is running a lot of people are saying there are not enough meetings and consultation and speaking and discussions yeah that's the kind of thing you, you see you see this happening before very very often especially with this regime and when you speak you always dubbed uh, an opposition operative or such and such. But if you are giving people information, I would have been very interested in any consultation concerning this road because I know what road I've been working in that all my life. So I would be very concerned and very interested in what was going on. I would always attend any consultation if it was publicized properly. Apparently they are having the consultation with themselves and not allowing the citizens and the people of before to attend this consultation so that we can hear our views. I want to thank Mr. Andrew Charles for speaking with me. I know it was his day off and I keep annoying people on their weekends to have these interviews and to do these site visits. But thanks again. I appreciate it. So again, these are people who are voicing their concern as they have their right to do and calling on the authorities to respond to those concerns. So I want um, if I could get Mr. Sherry to call me back or anything of the sort so that we understand each other and we get some clarification on these things. My time is now, has now come to an end. I 
We'll continue to look into that particular matter, mostly because it's very personal to me, but also because I think a lot of people want to see what's going to come out of that. Um, so if there are any, if there's anything that you want to say, anybody who wants to say anything or has information to give me, I take in all of it. My number is 460-3054. You can reach me there and we can have a discussion on those things. But for now, it has been a pleasure speaking with you and uh, interacting on so many different issues. I hope to see you tomorrow, of course, on Hits FM 92.1 and 91.1, and also on Facebook, on Flow, and on Instagram. It has been an absolute pleasure. Have a great afternoon.